0: Witam from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Poland update from the 7th of February, 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Poland. Let's get the ball rolling on some internal affairs news. Mateusz Morawiecki, the prime minister, visited the National Institute of Oncology in Gliwice, a city in the south of the country. He intentionally chose Friday the 3rd for this visit as it was International Cancer Day. Morawiecki announced the government's initiative to improve the treatment of cancer the government plans to invest about $530 million in the National Cancer Network project. On Sunday the 5th, the Agreement Party, or Porozumina, emerged with the Agronia Party to increase their chances in the upcoming parliamentary elections. Mikhail Kolojicek, the leader of Agronia, said that their cooperation should be successful. He added that both parties complement each other since the Agronia is the agrarian party that focuses on the countryside, and the agreement party, on the other hand, concentrates on cities. According to the newspaper Gazeta Borcha, Daniel Obitek, the manager of the fuel company Orlin, was a consultant for the Internal Security Agency and was informing the agency about one of Orlin's employees who had been convicted of embezzlement. Daniel Obitek said that journalists published false information and that he intended to sue them. On Sunday the 5th, the heating system failed in Yestronbius the western city of Poland, leaving around 23,000 apartments without heat. Spigniew Barstak, the spokesman of Turkima Industrial Energetics, said that the reason for the failure was an uncontrolled pressure drop in the heating network. On Friday the 3rd, the court in Poznan adopted the resolution to the Father Wodnicki case. The Catholic church priest was well known for his controversial sermons in which he made anti-Semitic and homophobic remarks. Vonnitsky claimed that he was not guilty as his sole intention with those statements was to condemn sin and sinners. However, the court stated that his words were unacceptable and that he must do 30 hours of community service per week as a punishment. On that note about church, the recently deceased Pope Benedict XVI will be canonized and declared a saint soon. However, that possibility aroused discussions in the press, and many disagree with the Pope's canonization. Artur Novak, a lawyer, said that Benedict XVI didn't deserve to be a saint, as during his office there was a lot of instances of pedophilia in the Church, and the Pope wasn't reacting to them. Moreover, Novak mentioned Polish-born Pope John Paul II, who died in 2005 and was canonized in 2014. He said that John Paul II was also intentionally covering the crimes of priests in order not to ruin the respectability of the church. Let's move on to some external affairs news. On Thursday the 2nd, Deputy Foreign Minister Mularczyk went to the United States and met with Rosemary A. DiCarlo, the Secretary for Political and Peacebuilding Affairs. They discussed Polish losses during World War II and the compensation that the country seeks to receive from Germany. Later on, Mularczyk stated that the goal of his visit was to raise awareness about the issue and receive support from foreign countries. On the next day, the foreign minister Rao attended a joint conference with Tobias Bilstrom, the prime minister of Sweden. They discussed Sweden's aspiration to join NATO, international security in the Baltic region, and the war in Ukraine. Zvignu Rao said that Poland was trying to convince Turkey to agree on Sweden joining NATO, since it is an important step for securing the Baltic region. He added that despite the Kurdish issue, over which the two countries disagree, he believes that Turkey will approve Sweden's joining NATO. On Tuesday the 7th, the Polish refugee group called Husar arrived in Adyaman, the Turkish village that recently experienced the earthquake. Karol Kirschkowski, the leader of the group, said that they took 20 tons of equipment to help in the restraining operation. He added that they took heaters, tents, and clothes as that area of Turkey experiences harsh weather conditions during the winter. On Saturday the 4th, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs posted on its Twitter account the photo of Mariusz Boashchik, the deputy prime minister, that caused a public backlash. Boashchik was kneeling in front of the Wall of Remembrance in Kiev, where the Ukrainian insurgent army flag was hanging. The users were indignant about the photo since, during World War II, the Ukrainian insurgent army killed Poles, and that part of history has created tension between the countries to this day. However, the ministry explained that all the accusations were meant to provoke a dispute between both countries in the midst of the Russian-Ukrainian war. They added that Boashchuk wasn't in any way kneeling before the Ukrainian insurgent army flag, but paying tributes to the Ukrainians who died in war. Speaking of Ukraine, Yaroslav Kichinsky, the leader of the Law and Justice Party, transferred nearly $12,000 from Ukrainian armed forces after accepting Yaroslav Sikorsky's proposal, a politician and member of the European Parliament. The court obliged Kaczynski to pay a fine and publicly apologized for saying that Sikorsky had politically betrayed Poland. Sikorsky then said that the best resolution for their dispute would be to donate the money to the Ukrainian army and contribute to its fight in the war. On Tuesday the 2nd, Justice Minister Ziobro met with Tom Tugendhat, the Justice Minister of Great Britain. They discussed the progress on Poland's initiative to gather evidence of Russian war crimes in Ukrainian territory. Tugendhat agreed to assist with the additional steps required to prosecute Russia. On the same day, President Duda visited Latvia to discuss international security amidst the Russian-Ukrainian war. He met with Igils Levitz, the president of Latvia. They both agreed on the need for a special tribunal in NATO that would focus on Russian war crimes. Another important topic of discussion was Ukraine's continued military and financial assistance in defending its own territory. Later on, Duda expressed his opinion on Russian motivations in the war. He said that the Russian president aspires to have an imperialistic influence on Europe. On Friday the 3rd, YouTube banned Robert Byakovich's national media channel. The social media justification was that Byakovich had pro-Russian content on his channel and was allegedly claiming that there was no war in Ukraine. The Never Again Association, on the other hand, examined the channel's content and concluded that it was mostly supportive of Ukraine. The Minister of Justice, Ziobro, has stated that he will take legal action against YouTube because the social media giant has violated the right of freedom of expression. In unrelated news, on Saturday the 4th, the Tatra Search and Rescue Service announced that they would close the Tatra Mountains for tourists due to the harsh weather conditions in the area. The Rescue Service also warned that the mountains are covered in a thick layer of snow and that activities would be prohibited until conditions improved. The Wisława Szymborska Foundation announced a series of events on Thursday the 2nd to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the birth of the Polish-born Nobel Prize winner Szymborska. They will open the Literary Park in Krakow and organize workshops dedicated to the writer. The public media in Virtual Poland conducted a survey about the conscious clause in workplaces such as restaurants or hotels in response to the recent publication of Jerzy Krasnicki, an attorney from the Ordo Iuris Institute for Legal Culture. He said that hotel workers have a right to refuse a room to an unmarried couple due to their conscience and religious beliefs. Moreover, the owners of restaurants can refuse to rent out their premises to same-sex couples who want to have their wedding. However, 67% of those asked said that such a thing as a conscious clause should not exist. And that's it for this week. Guess what? We have a Mastodon account. Check out our instance, Rorschach.social. If you don't know what Mastodon is or want to know more about it, check out the link in the show notes to the substack. (laughs) Do zobaczenia!